Well, welcome to Faith Walk Podcast with William Carroll. I'm your host, William Carroll. And on this podcast, as you know, we've been talking about the things that God has done in my life, the word that he has taught me, the word that I cling to, the word that I put in practice and put in faith, and trying to encourage you and other believers to do the same thing. You know, um, God is an amazing God, and so so many times we just put him in a box. So let's get God out of the box this morning. I'm going to continue on this, on uh, my testimony of, of sowing um, or tithing. So <clears throat> I started tithing. I had been working for two companies, you know, uh, fire department, EMS. I quit one. I started giving. I was making all my bills where before it wasn't. And I had shared that I had uh, heard a, uh, a, I had heard a message on, on tithing and I had started studying it on my own. See, don't take my word for it. You don't have to argue with me. Look, you can't convince me. You can't convince me it doesn't work, so it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you argue or not because I know that I know that I know that it works because I put it in practice and put it in faith and, and, and by faith uh, put it into practice, and God honored that obedience. And uh, let me just go back, and we'll, we'll talk about this again in Malachi uh, three and six, because I wanted to talk about some more. There's more than one giving in the Bible that the Bible talks about. Now, tithing is just an obedience. It's an obedience to God. We talked about how in, um, in um, Genesis that Abram gave by faith before the law, a tenth of the spoils of the battle when he rescued Lot. And then we talked about how Jacob vowed a vow to God that he would give a tenth of all of his increase, of all of his, everything that he had, if God would bless his going and coming, and that God would keep him safe and bring him back. And uh, that was two times. By faith, men of God gave tithes. And that was before the law. Well, in, in the New Testament, how are we supposed to give by faith? We're supposed to give by faith. You know, we're not under the law. You're right. I agree with that. And listen, tithing is not turned in, is not tied into your salvation. Just because you don't tithe or you don't give, you don't give first, uh, first fruits or alms or you don't sow seed, it doesn't mean that you're going to lose your salvation. No, it doesn't. Look, God doesn't need anything from you. But if we freely give to God, he gives back to us. And I hear it all the time. You can't outgive God. And I, I'm a, a total believer and in agreement with that. You can't outgive God. But for God to give to you, you have to give to him. That's just, that's just the way it is. You have to give to receive. Blessed is he who gives, the Lord said. Anyway, let's go on here. Let's, Malachi said, for I am the Lord I change not. We talked about God doesn't change. We talked about in Hebrews uh, uh, 13 and 8, it says that, uh, that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. God does not change. He's not a man that he should lie, and he's not a God that changes, all right? So he doesn't change. Jesus said, I didn't come to do away with the law, but I came to fulfill the law. Think about that. All right, so anyway, 
It says, For I am the Lord that changed not, therefore ye sons of Jacob, uh, you are consumed, not from even the days your fathers are gone away from my ordinance and have not kept them. Return unto me, and I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. But you say, Where shall we return? Will a man rob God? Malachi 3 and 8. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, Where have we robbed you? And God says, In tithes and offerings, you are cursed with the curse, for you have robbed me and even this whole nation. And then in Malachi 3 and 10, and this is the scripture that, that God laid on my heart and convicted me. Don't get under condemnation. If, if you get under condemnation at the word tithe, then, then you know, uh, just check your heart. That's all I'm saying. Because, because it's not of God to be under condemnation. You know, now if you get under conviction and you start studying it, and you need to study it, you need to go and get in the Word, and you need to study it, and you need to find out for yourself. You don't need to listen to me or ask the pastor or ask somebody else. You need to hear from the Holy Spirit and learn yourself and hear what God is saying, right? Okay, so let's go on. It says, all I'm doing is feeding you a spoonful, right? Okay, so if 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 uh, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house and prove me now. Prove me now. This is the only place in the Bible where God says, prove me, test me, try me. You know, see. You test me and try me and see. Boy, that, that stuck to me. When I read that, I mean, I started saying, whoa, God wants me to prove him? Prove him for what? And it says, prove me now, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that there shall not be enough room to contain it. And he says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, says the Lord. Okay, so so in Malachi, when I read this, and you know, I was struggling with paying bills with two jobs. I just quit one job. And then I got this scripture and I started studying it. And I started reading about Abraham and how he had gave he had gave a tithe unto Melchizedek, and we talked about that on the last one. And so um, I started, I said, you know what, I need to start tithing. So, you know, sometimes it's easier, sometimes it's easier to tithe when you got a lot of money than when you have a little money, because that little money you think will pay an extra bill or something, or, you know, that sometimes it is. Sometimes it's, it's easier to, to, to tithe when you have a little money and you don't have a lot of money, you know. But if you don't start when it's little, and this is my thinking, this is how I had to do it. If I wouldn't have started when I had a little money, and then I wouldn't have done it when I made more money as the years went on. See, it was if you make a hundred dollars, it's easier to ten uh, to tithe ten dollars in than when you make a million dollars and you tithe a hundred thousand. You say, well, oh, you know, you wouldn't worry about that money. Oh, yeah, rich people. You know, well, how many times did Jesus said it, it, it? It's very hard for a rich person to get into to heaven. You know why? Because their heart's not right. Because their heart is on their money. A lot of times, you know. And, you know, he said it, 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 a rich man to get in heaven is like, like a, um, a, a camel, going, uh, camel going through an eye of a needle. All right. Now we was talking about in Jerusalem. There was a place called an eye of a needle in the in the door into the um, into the temple, but um, or into the city. But listen, even if you take a needle and you say a camel can't go through it, it's about the same thing. 
And then, and then they asked him, they said, Jesus, well, who can get into heaven? He said, well, with men it's impossible, but with God nothing is impossible. So nothing's impossible. Do you know a lot of corporations give, and they give freely? They give m much money to uh, charities and to all these different things. There's businessmen that have learned that if they give, then they're blessed back from that giving, and they're not even Christian. I mean, just listen to some of the testimonies of these people in the natural world that believe in giving because they say, when I give, it seems like I get back. I, I receive more that I can give more. See, that's the purpose. It's not that I want to receive more from God so I can consume it. The thing is, I give so that I get more so that I can give more because there's always needs to give to. That's why I want to put my money where I will be blessed back with it. Tithing is just the start of it. It says, bring all the tithes and the offerings into the storehouse that, that there may be meat in my house. And it says, I will rebuke the devourer. So this is the thing. I was always, when I had the two jobs and I was making double the money, something during bills, I'd get a little bit of money. You know how it is. You get a little bit of money saved up. Oh, you think you want to do something with it? And what happens? It's gone. It's gone. It, it, it goes away, right? You got to put a new uh, alternator on the car or your car breaks down or you need new tires or you, something. But as I started giving, I started noticing that all that stuff that just took my extra money that I had started kind of taking care of itself. You know, how's that, William? Because it's a supernatural thing. We serve a supernatural God. God is, not a, God is not a man that he should lie for one thing. And when he says, prove me and try me, oh, why don't you put it to work? Prove him and try him. See if it works. That's what I did. That's what I did. You don't have to do it. But anyway, let's move on because then it talks about uh, there's, a, there's also a first fruits. The first fruits was usually... At the time of Pentecost, the Feast of the Pentecost in the Old Testament, and the first fruits is when they harvested the field and they got their first fruits, and it was the increase of their field. Oh, this year I got an increase of my crops, you know. Well, my first fruits is when I get a bonus. I got a bonus from work. Oh, that's a first fruit. Why? Because it's something I wasn't expecting. It was something extra. Do I have to pay a tithe on it? No, I give an offering off of my first fruits because of my love and because of my, my thankfulness that God blessed me with something extra. Okay? Now then, there's also alms. Jesus talked about alms a, a lot. And he talked about when you're giving your alms, Alms, don't let your left hand know what your right hand doing. Don't blow the trumpet in the feast. Don't tell everybody how much you're giving. What are alms? Alms is giving to the poor. See, Jesus said you'll have the poor always. Jesus sent out Judas the night of the Last Supper to give unto the poor. And what did he do? He went and he sold out Jesus for, uh, what was it, 30 or 33 coins of silver? Yeah, that's what happened. But anyway, you give alms, you know, and, and alms is... Um, it says in Proverbs that <laughs> Proverbs that alms that when you give unto the Lord, hold on, let me see here. I got it right here. Just give me one second. The Proverbs three. Let's go to Proverbs chapter three right quick. Proverbs chapter three, and we're going to look at verse nine and ten. So 
Proverbs 3, 9 and 10, this is what it says. It says, Honor the, law, the Lord with your substance and with the first fruits of thine increase. So shall your barns be filled with plenty and your presses shall burst out with new wine. That's the alms. Honor the Lord with your substance. That's the first fruits, I mean. That's the first fruits. That's the scripture I wanted to share a minute ago, and I kind of got ahead of myself. So now then, uh, in, in, in the alms is Proverbs uh, 19. Proverbs 19. Yes, I know I'm in the, I'm in the Old Testament. Proverbs 19. Listen to this. It says uh, uh, 19 and 7. 19 and 7. 19 and 7. It says, All the brethren of the poor do hate him. How much more does his friends go far from him? He pursues them with words, yet they are wanting. He gets wisdom, loveth his own soul, and he keepeth understanding shall find him. Well, I'll be darned. I didn't, either I didn't read that right or I didn't write it down right. Hold on just a second. Maybe it's 17. Here it is. Proverbs 19 and 17. That was a good proverb, but this is the one I wanted to read. It says, He that hath pity upon the poor lendeth to the Lord. So when we give unto the poor, it, it, it's as if we lendeth to the Lord. We're, we're giving some of God's money to the poor, right? Okay. And he that which hath given, and that which hath he given, will he pay him again. So the Lord says, that what you have given, I'll pay again. You're going to get it back. It may not be in money, but it's going to be in blessings. It's going to be in something. You see, we, we get so tied up with money. That's why Jesus talked about money all the time. I mean, he talked more about money than he did salvation. All right? Okay. Okay, so listen, let's move on right quick. And I know I'm going through these fast. But I, wanna I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on them. But I want you to get in there and you get to look them up and you to ask the Holy Spirit to teach you and to guide you and to show you what I'm telling you, right? Okay, so in, uh, in Matthew 6, Matthew 6, you know what we're going to talk about now? Yep, that's right. We're going to talk about sowing seed. Matthew 6 says, Take heed that you do not, oh, this is, Take heed that you do not do your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, you have no reward from Father in heaven. That's the alms. That's given to the poor. Make sure, you know, don't let your right hand know what you left hand do. Don't brag about how much you gave to this or gave to that or gave to this charity or whatever. That's between you and God and you and them, you know, um, a lot of times I may buy somebody their lunch or their, and, and I'll see them sitting at a table over there. Well, I, I don't go, I, I want to bless them. So I tell the waitress or when they, I say, hey, I want to pay for their meal. I, I don't, I say, don't. She said, well, who, who do you want me to tell them about? I, I said, don't. Just tell them that, they, that somebody blessed them. Because I don't want to lose my blessing. You know, I went out uh, with the motorcycle ministry and we was going to eat and we went and pulled up to eat and uh, oh I don't know how many there was there's quite a few of us there and I said I said I said I told the waitress I said bring me the check 
And so I was going to buy everybody and everybody started saying, Hey, where's my check? Where's my check? Where's my check? And uh, she said, well, it's already paid for. And they go, what? No, no, no. We got to pay. Who paid? And so she did end up telling them, pointing me out. And they came over and they said, oh, you know, here, let, let me pay you. Let me pay. And I said, no, don't rob me of my blessing. Don't rob me of my blessing. That is my blessing to bless y'all with today. God laid it on my heart to pay, to bless you, just to be a blessing to you. Don't rob me of it. Because if you start giving me your money back, then you've robbed me of my blessing. You know, what good was it? You know, because I like to be blessed of God because I want to bless God. I want to bless other people. And I love to be blessed by God because I can't outgive him. I cannot outgive God. All right, so let's go to Mark. Mark chapter 4. And we're going to look at verse, we're going to start in verse 3. It's it, Jesus talking about, the sower. He said, uh, there went out a sower to sow and it came to pass. He sowed some fell by the wayside and the fowls of the air ate it and devoured it up. Some fowl, uh, fell on stony ground where it had not much uh, earth and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched away because it had no root. And then others fell among thorns Thorns grew up, choked it out, and it yielded, it yielded no fruit. And others fell on good ground and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and brought forth some 30, some 60, and some 100 fold. He that hath ears, let him hear. And then Jesus, we, we know that Jesus goes on and tells what the par parable is. He says, the sower sows the word. The sower sows the word. And, and the word falls sometimes on good ground, sometimes stony ground, sometimes uh, in amongst the weeds, and sometimes on good ground where it takes root. Now listen, every time God is talking about something, there's always more than one meaning to it. So I took this scripture and I started applying it to my giving. You know, and because in, in uh, Galatians 6, it said in, in uh, Galatians 6, it says, Be not deceived, for whatsoever a man soweth, that he shall reap. All right? So if I sow good seed, good seed, if with a clear heart and a clear conscience, the Lord lays it on my heart to give to a certain ministry or to give to um, a building fund or whatever God lays on my heart to sow into, if I sow that into good ground, it's going to produce fruit. Now, it may not be cash back to me. See, God also, he can, he can bless me 30, 60, and 100 fold back in cash. He can, he can. It says, shall men give unto your bosom? It's not always about that. It's about spiritual blessings. It's about just being able to be a cheerful giver, to, to love God, to want to give, to want to sow into the things that God is doing. See, I want to put it in good soil. Now, if you see a ministry and it's always struggling and it's all, they're having, they just have a hard time all the time, well, you know, sometimes, you, you know, something needs to change in their ministry. Not saying that it's bad soil, but something needs to change. They need to take a look at it and they need to change something in the ministry and say, okay, Lord, where are we at? You know, why are we always struggling? You're, you own the cattle on a thousand hills, Lord. All the gold and all the... 
<laughs> Glory is yours, Lord. You see, when, I, when I've got my paycheck and I did start tithing, you know, I, I started tithing and, and because I, I thought, this is, the, this is what I told people. The, those, the name that's on that check, whoever it is, you know, they didn't, they didn't sign my check. They signed it in the natural realm, but that's God's signature. God gave me that job. God blessed me with that job. And that's God's money that he gave unto me. And out of obedience, because I love him, I want to give. So I give 10%. Then as he lays on my heart, I give first fruits like a bonus. If I get a bonus, I'll give first fruits. Look, you don't have to give 10% of every $10 bill you got in your pocket. What you do, if, if that came from a cha uh, paycheck or from settling cattle or for whatever you do, what, however you make a living, when you get that amount, then you give. That's where the tithe, in my mind, comes off. You give the tithe right then. Well, the other 90% is yours to spend as you see fit in the Lord. That's what I always say because I always want to ask him, hey, Lord, you know, do you mind if I buy this new motorcycle? You know, I, I mean, I want to ask him. I want to be in his will. You understand what I'm saying? So you don't have to go around and every time you get a piece of gum, give 10% a piece of gum to something else. But listen, it's not only about money. It's not about money. God's not trying to get something from you. You know, God's trying to get blessings to you. That's what he wants to do. See, my dad would throw five dollars in the in the collection plate, and my dad would gripe about it. You know, all they want is my money. No, they don't want your money. They don't want your money. God don't need your money. If it's your money, why are you struggling with your bills all the time? Because you say it's your money. And you're not recognizing the creator. You're not recognizing God. You're not recognizing the blessings that he's given unto you if you're a born-again Christian. Now, a lot of people aren't born again. They don't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And that's how they work. And they live from paycheck to paycheck. A lot of Christians are broke Christians because they think it's an honor of God to be broke. Well, it's not. Look at Abraham. Look at Abraham. Look how much God blessed him. Look at Job. Look how much God blessed him. Look at all the, the people in the Old Testament, how God blessed them. And when people saw that God blessed them, they recognized that their God, their God had blessed them. That the God, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisus, Jehovah Jireh, I am the Lord that have provided. You see, people, listen, you've got to get in the word. Be not deceived, whatever a man soweth. Whatever a man soweth. Whatever. See, whatever. So if I soweth, if I soweth seed, if I soweth money into good ground, that's what I'm going to reap a harvest on? I'm going to, if I sow money into good ground, into God's causes, am I going to reap a harvest on it? Yeah. Will it be in money? Sometimes. Sometimes it's going to be in blessing. But listen, if I'm a good sower and I'm a good tither and I'm a good giver, guess what? God's going to give me more money to do what with? To give because he knows he can trust me because my heart is right with him and he knows I'm a giver because money isn't what it's all about because I trust God for my needs. He's my provider. Is God your provider today? Anyway, I just wanted to talk a little bit about that because once we started talking about it, man, I started gotten digging. See, it refreshes my mind. It refreshes me to understand who God is in my life and, and how he's blessed me and, and how I need to act accordingly to him and why I do the things I do. 
why do I tithe? Why do I give alms? Why do I give first fruits? Why do I sow seed in places that it'll produce the harvest for the kingdom of God? You know? And uh, anyway, I, I, I got to stop here, but God bless you, and I hope it blesses you. You know, get in the Word and study it. Maybe this will speak to your heart and cause you to see that, you know, if you're not making your bills, then now is a good time to tithe. Now is a good time to tithe if you're not making your bills because the destroyer's destroying them. Got to go. Love you. Until next time. Bye.